Pure Hoops podcast is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. This is a special edition of the Pure Hoops podcast with myself, Eric Newman, and my man out west, host of the Catch and Shoot podcast, Adam Stanko. Adam, Christoph's Porzingis. Rumors started flying as I was recording with BJ Armstrong, and now he is headed to Dallas. Break it down for us, my man. Well, as it's being reported now, New York... Uh, sends Porzingis, Courtney Lee, Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, to Dallas and in return getting Wesley Matthews, Dennis Smith Jr., and DeAndre Jordan. Uh, logic behind it is for the Knicks, ultimately. It's they get Dennis Smith, who we can talk about in a moment. But uh, in addition to getting a, a young, talented player, uh, they are also getting guys on expiring, Wesley Matthews, DeAndre Jordan, which come off the books, clearing up cap space for the Knicks, which ultimately means, da-da-da, we look forward to free agency this summer, uh, two max free agents, potentially, because of the money that the, the Knicks are clearing up. So, Adam, the draft assets are not in yet, but we've got some really interesting stuff going on here. So the first thing I want to hit upon with you is the New York Knicks have now freed up $60 million, which, as we know, is enough for two max deals for this summer. What does that mean for the players they're targeting? Obviously, this convo starts with Kevin Durant. Well, the interesting part is everyone made the assumption that the guys that would be ultimately going to the Knicks were going to go to the Knicks and play with Chris Stapps Porzingis, that that was what the future held, as well as you know who was going to be the Knicks draft pick in this upcoming draft. And now you're talking about just confusion in terms of what this means for guys like Kyrie Irving, guys like Kevin Durant, which obviously are the two biggest names we've heard swirling around in, in Nick circles. Uh, obviously there's other free agents that are going to be available that could be interesting. Uh, should they not, uh, Kawhi Leonard not go to a, a Los Angeles team. If, if Clay Thompson doesn't stay in golden state or, or end up in Los Angeles, if, um, uh, Boogie Cousins, his future, obviously, Eric, is, as you know well, is uh, is up in the air. So there's a lot of potentially superstar talented free agents that, that could be available this offseason. Obviously, the biggest names, Durant and Kyrie Irving. Uh, and what it means is that, first of all, they have the space. That's first and foremost. So the Knicks are going to have cap space in order to sign those guys. Adam, real quick, just so everyone understands, Wes Matthews and his $18 plus million off the books. DeAndre Jordan and his 22 almost $23 million off the books. And Edis Cantor's $18 million are off the books. So that's that's how this is framed from the Knicks' point of view with, with the players that are going to be on their way out. Um, Matthews and Jordan could be buyout candidates. But back to what you were saying. Yeah, I, I was just... In terms of the actual free agents, Kyrie and and Kevin Durant, I think the way that that you examine it is first of all, did they want to play with Chris Stapps Porzingis? And we all know how the how the league works right now. I mean, obviously, your time spent with with BJ Armstrong. I mean, it, it's not necessarily collusion, but word gets around, and people know who's going to be available, what they want to see teams do, flexibility. If if they do have something, a hush hush deal in place with a Kevin Durant, let's say to come to New York this off season, and there is some sway over a Kyrie Irving, it would be under the guise of, hey, there's other guys that are going to be here. I cannot imagine a situation in which either Kyrie or Kevin Durant, if those are the names that obviously the Knicks are targeting first, 
Uh, I can't imagine one of them would just want to go by themselves uh, and start anew. Uh, we, we saw Kyrie already do that in his career once when he was you know, starting out in Cleveland. And then again, he had the opportunity when LeBron was going to leave, and that's why he wanted out of Cleveland. So if Kyrie's going to leave Boston, I can't imagine it's going to be in a situation where he's only playing with one other max guy, especially if his backcourt partner would potentially be Dennis Smith Jr., who's actually quite similar in the sense that they're both kind of lead guards who, who score first. So yeah, I think for the Knicks, it's a really interesting situation. I'm not buying, like, forget Celtic fanship aside, I'm just not buying that Kyrie would do the things he's been doing and then all of a sudden just leave. Like, something would really have to go wrong, and you framed it perfectly. No one's going there alone, though Kevin Durant, you'd hope, would be confident enough to say, okay, I'm going to New York. Who's coming with me? So that that's one part of this. You mentioned Dennis Smith Jr. The irony that he's now a Nick when he should have been drafted by the Knicks is something that I just I can't get over here. They passed on him in the draft. Uh, they took Frank Nicolina, who's still on the roster. So Smith gets plugged in now with the Knicks. And quickly pivoting to Dallas, you have Porzingis, who's going to be a restricted free agent this summer. You have Courtney Lee, who goes over there. He'll be an unrestricted free agent. So he may finish the season with Dallas. Uh, He may be a buyout candidate for some backcourt and shooting depth for a contender. And then Tim Hardaway Jr., he has a uh, 2020 player option coming up. So he will be a maverick because there's no way he's passing up on almost $19 million. From the Dallas perspective here, this is really exciting. They get Kristaps Porzingis to pair with Luka to learn from Dirk. Mark Cuban now in a perfect position to strike, to rebuild this team around these guys. What are you seeing on the Dallas side after this deal, bringing in Porzingis? I I think that you hit on all the key points there, that now they're in a really unique situation because you've got two young superstars, two international superstars, two guys that are extremely attractive around the league to play with, and they're such rare talents. I mean, the idea that you could get Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis on the same team uh, is is stunning to me. I, I think other guys are going to want to play with them. Their future is bright. They're both extremely young. I mean, we see all the records that Luka Doncic is setting for a teenager. I think this is such an exciting time right now. If you're a Mavs fan, all of a sudden you went to having one exciting piece. What are they going to ultimately pair him with to now, wait a minute, next year is super exciting. There's not this long-term wait and see how long you can keep you know, Doncic there and keep him happy. Now it's, you're building something. So I think that's really interesting. And the other part that I find fascinating from the Dallas perspective is that if you think about it, Rick Carlisle over the last few weeks has just been pushing in the media how his disgruntled situation with Dennis Smith Jr. is a great thing. And he's like, oh, we're so excited to get Dennis Smith back into the fold. We can't wait for him (laughs) to play again. It's been a misunderstanding. And everyone is thinking to themselves, anybody with a brain was thinking to themselves, oh, he's just saying this so he elevates Dennis Smith's trade value. They're not going to keep Dennis Smith around. This is such a joke right now, but he was playing the smart long-term play as opposed to most coaches saying, we're extremely frustrated with this guy. We want to see more. He's saying he's been great. He's been everything we've asked of him. We're welcoming him back. And the Knicks took the bait. And and somehow you always think, no one's believing some coach and those kind of coach-speak comments. Well, they did And now Dallas is in a great place because of it. So uh, kudos to Rick Carlisle for making one of the smartest moves I've seen in quite some time. Yeah, at the end of the day, Luka and Smith did not work together in that backcourt. 
uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. next to Luka Doncic at the two, a guy they could slash, a guy they can make the three with Harrison Barnes at the small forward position. That should work pretty well for them. The Knicks now getting Smith. Matthews and Jordan, I have a hard time believing, are part of the future, though I, I could see DeAndre being here. Um, I can't see Wes Matthews being here unless he takes a bargain deal, um, though he's a nice piece and he's recovered from his Achilles injury. But we're leaving out one thing, that right now, on January 31st, as we record this, and we'll get this out as soon as we can, the Knicks have the worst record in the NBA. So not only do they have $60 million in cap space, they have a shot to be at the top of the NBA draft this upcoming summer. So if you're a Knicks fan and you're wondering how to digest this and you're wondering how to break this down, it's very simple. Yes, you traded Kristaps Porzingis. At the same time, you have a shot to be top three in the draft, if not number one, and 60 million to spend on the open market. Yes. And by the way, that 60 million will come into play. I mean, I I said it earlier that you would think that for these stars, they want an assured star next to them. But you bring up a good point. If the Knicks end up with the number one pick, that number one pick will be selected prior to the July free agent signing period. Meaning that if they get Zion Williamson, all of a sudden, that's a lot more attractive to a superstar like a Kevin Durant or a, a Kyrie Irving who knows now that they come into the fold with Zion and now that's even more enticing for that extra money. Now, granted, that draft pick is important because while Zion is a transcendent player, we know, uh, after Zion, it, it becomes a little murky in terms of NBA draft circles. I mean, John Morant obviously is incredibly exciting and, and um, I think a guy that, that's got a super bright NBA future, of course, and, and R.J. Barrett. But I don't know much beyond the top three right now uh, how exciting this draft is. Are you that pumped about, you know, Rui Archimura? I I don't know that that's going to move the needle, certainly, in terms of free agency. But Zion will. And I think it's critical to understand that that draft pick will be made before these free agents make their decision. Or that draft pick will be moved. So this is going to be very, very interesting now how the New York Knicks rebuild. We see the map for the Dallas Mavericks. And just when you thought we'd be talking Anthony Davis until we were blue in the face through next week's deadline, the Knicks and the Mavericks strike a blockbuster to close January. Adam, final thought? I would just say it's fascinating to me that I think as as we await this Anthony Davis thing and what's going to happen, just as you point out, I would just say that it it goes to show so much of of trades and the future of a franchise is – dependent upon how big salaries are. And in the case of, of Chris Stapps, the fact that, you know, restricted free agent, he's still on his rookie deal. The money works out really well in terms of the flexibility and you can make moves like this. And that's why the Anthony Davis situation is much more complicated because it requires trying to match the salary that's monstrous. This was a lot easier to be flexible, to be nimble. I know people in New York have a huge problem with this and I do too. Because it, it's it's a, far too reliant, I think, on what's going to happen in the future when you've got a sure thing in, in Chris Stapps. But once he started saying he wanted out of there, uh, and they must have known that for a while, I think that moving him was inevitable. 
and to do it for cap space hurts right now. So we'll, this is sort of a wait and see. This could be the greatest move that New York ever made because it might change their franchise hopes forever, or it could be one of the worst deals we've ever seen if they don't get anyone this offseason. This has been a special edition of the Pure Hoops podcast presented by Pure Hoops Media. Adam Stanko and Noah Kozlov will be back next week with the Catch and Shoot podcast. Stay tuned for more. NBA trade season is here. Thanks to the crew. Keep listening, sharing, and subscribing. Pure Hoops Media.